CHGO Bears podcast. It is a Tuesday edition, a little two-man formation, really two-and-a-half-man formation with uh, Greg Braggs producing off-camera. Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen with you. Why are you laughing? Well, I didn't thing. try to minimize him as a as a man, but he's like the nickel corner right now. You know, he's he's off screen. I you, that, that's barely true. even listening to us right now. I, I feel his presence as as much as I feel some other presences right now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's an interesting day here. Fifty three man roster. <laughs> Shifts going on at practice. Bears reporters getting in trouble. Not our Nicholas Moriano. Who got in trouble? I heard that uh, some people put out some tweets, and then they, they were told to not put out those tweets. Oh, so that I, don't was, know. That, I didn't that, even hear anything about that. That was, that was making our t- guy followed the rules. I think he did. He did. Okay, because he's because uh, he's because he's our guy. Got Are we talking to Nick today, or, or is uh, Nick? To be determined. I know practice started, and um, I think he's handling that. We might hear from him. I know he just got done talking to assistants uh, there at House Hall, so well, we might hear from Nick. Uh, okay, I did have a great conversation. I'm just going to be do breaking behind the scenes news. I just had a great conversation with some people at Shepherd University, and yeah. we are going to be having some uh, some Tyson Bajan talk coming up, if, if not today, perhaps uh, later in the week. So get, I'm getting some nuggets on our guy, Secret Bajan Man. Yeah. By the way, thank you to everybody who said great things uh, on Twitter yesterday for the, both, the best song that I've ever sung. And then, you know, then there's this guy, Hogue, who's just recording behind the scenes without proper author- authorization. <laughs> <laughs> and just getting Technically, me- <laughs> you could sue me. I don't think that I told you you were being filmed, and I put it out there for the world. Um, my son was actually asking me last night as he was going to bed if I sent that out to the entire United States of America. That was the question he asked me. I said, actually, the entire world. And there we go. Yeah. So uh, there, was a comp- there was a nice comment there we just had on the screen complimenting your song, saying that they've been singing Secret Bajan Man for 24 straight hours. Me too. Thank you. I I mean, the chorus, the whole thing. I got, I got, I literally was walking, I was walking from the train today, did the, uh, did the train commute down, walking from Randolph and was loudly singing it. Dude with his dog just turns around and stares me down. I'm like, have you, come on, let me, let me give you the lyrics. Let's go. It's the new hit. I mean, people got to understand that right behind Taylor Swift is secret Bajan man. Yeah, I mean, I really do appreciate, by the way, that no matter what's going on, Gary Ross is always focused on exactly what's going on in Bearland. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys happy with? He is the fo- the level of focus by the true diehards out there is truly inspiring to me. At any hour, I'll get I'll get a direct message from Gary. What do you think about the fourth tight end, Willie? You think he's going to make the team? I have no idea, but but tell, but I do appreciate. It's, it's it's like it it keeps me sharp. It's like a, it's like a, I mean, always on it. Never another thought. Yep, that's Gary. Never another. That's <laughs> that is Gary Ross. We love him a lot. Um, and there you go. And just throwing now, now sourcing what another local radio station is claiming that his hand injury forced him to left guard, which is something that I was definitely wondering. What do you got on what's going on I with your line? I threw that out there on Hogan Johnson's morning as a possibility. I think that makes sense. I don't know that we know that for sure, though. Um, regardless, um, we're going to stick. We are going to hear from Nick. Okay, we're going to get the show on track right now. Yeah. 
We're not going to worry about whose hand hurts three weeks before the season starts. Okay. We're going to talk about um, position battles. We're a week away from cutdown day. It's coming. I just got uh, nervous. And and uh, that's a great comment from Matt Nagy. The Bears need eight tight ends on this <laughs> roster. Minimum. <laughs> I forget which team it was. Someone put out there last week or two weeks ago that some team had just signed like their ninth tight end, and the response was, Matt Nagy would approve. Bring back Tondras. Where is Jake Tondras? Is he still on the roster? I, I forget. Like I think he was waved. Didn't he get waved? Chase Allen waved. I don't know that they were picked up. Um but, yeah. Is Greg Braggs actually Jake Tonjus? Who's better at football, Tonjus or Braggs? Tonjus. Why are we taking random shots at Jake Tonjus this morning? Because if we're going to have eight tight ends, he's one of them. We're it's not, not going to have shot. eight tight ends. There's going to be three. There's going to be three. There's going to be Cole Komet, uh, Robert Tanyan, and, and Mercedes Lewis. Yeah, we, we are set at tight end. That's, like, yeah, that's the know. easiest one. That's the position we're not going to spend all right, so, about so right start now. at the top. All right. Um, I mean, do you want to talk about the O-line? Do we need to recap that? I think everyone's on the same page here. There was, I, I was being told that there was multiple offensive line combinations yesterday. I don't know that we know anything um, concrete at this point. We know that we're three weeks away from the season, really two and a half now, and there's offensive line concerns. So it's literally every year I've ever covered this team. Well, what I think is interesting about yesterday, because every time, at least relative to this particular show, every time I've, I've mentioned moving white hair back to guard, you have said no. Like, you've had, like, a sort of a physical reaction to it. Like you, have, <laughs> you, you have not liked that idea. And now it seems... But if he can't snap, and he's one of your best five offensive linemen, this is the same thing that happened last year with Lucas Patrick. Right. But we don't know that right now. But, it, but, okay, fine. That makes sense. But then the other side of it, you would think if they liked Doug Kramer, it would be Kramer playing center. And then maybe he was in there some, on some combination yesterday, but it seems like Patrick is ahead of him. So, but we knew that. Patrick's always been the backup center. I, I got it, but like I was hoping that... Part of me, at least, was thinking that maybe Kramer was ascending. and Well, he sh- might be ascending, but he's still a six-round pick from a year ago. Clearly, Jatiri Carter, too, wasn't one of those five offensive linemen yesterday. And again, like, it was one half-ass practice on a Monday, the day after a game, where we were getting sort of misinformation this is exactly why I don't like missing practice, by the way. It's eating inside me. You I don't add, like relying on other people's eyes. Just, just know, at, at his core, Hogue, as, as great of a host he is, he just really wants to be a reporter. He wants to be No, there. it's not even that. It just, I really, what I really want is the ability to clone myself and be here with you and sometimes brags. <laughs> But never miss a snap from Hallis Hall. Is that possible? Yes, it is. How? We need Studio H again. Just you have to abandon your family. That's how it's possible. So well, yeah, <laughs> I get accused of that anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, my issue is, okay, hand injury aside, because we don't know if that's true. 
Braggs is here, by the way. <laughs> I'm here. I, I love the. Can you do your Braggs uh, drop in? Because you like play the sounder here. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then I, I feel more settled now. <laughs> go ahead. What's going on over there? There you go. So. My, my issue with it is, because I'm going to go on the record on this, If it like take the hand injury aside out, because if the hand injury is the real th- re- reason, then you have to make the move to move Cody to left guard. But I don't like changing two positions to fix one. You've had Cody Whitehair playing center this whole offseason, this whole training camp, and now there's an injury to left guard, which you already knew was going to happen at some point this season if you're rationally thinking about this and being fair to Tevin Jenkins. So now he goes out at a kind of a, a, a good time for a GM and a head coach to now have to address this before you know money on the table time. I don't like switching two positions with one. I would have put Jatiri Carter at left guard, and I would have left Cody where he's been, where he's been working on with Justin Fields this whole offseason. I don't like it. it we, I, I've seen this too many times in the last 20 years watching the Chicago Bears where they try to flip two different positions to switch one, to fix one on the offensive line. And very rarely, if ever, does it work out. Well, and I think you're making a lot of sense, which would speak to the fact that there probably is – something wrong with Whitehair's hand and they don't have the luxury of just saying you're out we have to move you over here because the offensive line is in shambles right now maybe that's a little too tall but it feels close to that and we've got this guy by the name of Justin Fields that we absolutely positively want to protect and keep healthy so how can we best do this right now and the only way to do it with the current situation is to make a fairly dramatic move before the start of the season here with one preseason game left to go. That's what it feels like to me. Well, you know what? I think Bragg's touched on something there, though. It, um, it, for the record, you're always on the record. When is Bragg's not on the record? That's true. He's oh, he's pretty much any thought that comes through his head either ends up on this show, on Twitter, or on threads. Not threads, uh, spaces. Yes. Yeah. I never shut up. Correct. Uh, well, that's not even what I'm saying. I'm just I, very, very rarely do you say something off the record. Yeah, that's true. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. You You're are also always on. And that's why we you, love you. You are a 24 seven guy. I mean, it's, it's, it's honestly frightening. Call me, um, call me 7-Eleven. Always open. Yeah. Well, Tony. Uh, <laughs> Mark didn't like that joke. Tony Moy in the comments is me saying I want a JMS. I was screaming at the screen. Yeah, interior offensive line help would be nice right now. A center, one of these days, it's like backup quarterback. One of these days, they'll, you, you, they'll, just, they'll just... They would listen to you? Well, it's like this franchise would know. They had Olin Krutz there for how many, basically a decade, over a decade, more than a decade. And ever since, it's just like this guy for two years, this guy for two years, this guy for two years. Eh. But uh, anyway, that's a whole different thing. Um, Braggs, what he said there, that was interesting. You knew Tevin was going to get hurt. So I just feel like they've always had a plan here. And maybe that plan was always white hairs, days at guard were not over. That Because that was my thing. You can't ignore the fact that Lucas Patrick struggled at guard last year. So if Lucas Patrick is your sixth offensive lineman and he's got to come in, an injury to guard, maybe the best combination is moving Whitehair back to guard. And 
playing Lucas Patrick at center, which is where he was supposed to play when you signed him last year, but he only ended up playing 10 snaps there. Well, and the other part of it, look, it's a position change, but this is the position that Cody Whitehair has played for the majority of his career. It ain't going to be, it's not going to take him long to readjust to going back to guard. So I, I'm not, I think he'll be fine. And Lucas Patrick, if he's healthy, I mean, this is what he, this is what they wanted him to do. I, I just don't know. I don't, I don't know where his head is at and where he is physically, but if they're putting him in there, then I'm going to assume that he's good to go, and it feels like a loss for the Bears, but it also feels like, the, you know, loss being Tevin, obviously, but it also feels like this is a halfway decent solution at the same time, even though Cornelius Pryor doesn't like it. If Cornelius doesn't like it, I might, I might want to reconsider. Okay, well, here's what I'm just going to stress, guys, and the good thing is we're here all week. Okay, I think we'll get more information today from practice. I think we'll get more information tomorrow. We'll have a little bit. Flus is talking today after practice, so the the hopefully will be some more clarity on what's going on here. I think a lot of this right now is speculation. Um, the one thing we do know is that Tevin Jenkins, um, well, his legs fell off, and um, no. Can we, so, <laughs> and, then, so, and then one other thing, because you said, oh well, Cody's played at left guard, so I'm not worried. We saw Cody at left guard last year. We saw Lucas Patrick at center last year. They sucked. No, we saw Lucas Patrick at guard last year. We saw Luke. We didn't we, see Lucas at center last year. He got hurt. He got. He played ten snaps against the Patriots and got hurt again. He was finally able to move to center because his hand healed, and then he got hurt, and then he never played again. And, and, and Cody Wire didn't suck at guard no, last Cody year. Cody Wire's he's always fine wherever he is. He's a f- he's fine. Can we just go back to the Tevin thing for a second? Adam Schefter reports that he didn't blow out one calf. He blew out two. Yes. That's impossible. Well, it's not. It, God, what? <laughs> Blowing out two calves on one at, at this. Dude, let's think about how bad someone's body has to be for both calves to go at the same time. Was he doing it lifting? Was he running? Wow. We don't know. If he was doing a squat and both calves popped... That would make more sense to me than he's running and he takes one step with left and the left calf pops and then he takes another step with the right and the right calf pops? Does that... Am I nuts here? Does that make any sense to anyone? No, else? it is definitely very rare. And I've never heard I'm of not that. Sure of that. I'm not sure of that happening. Um, but it did happen. So... Uh, look, uh, what I'd say to that is anything is possible for people with a bad back. Uh, uh, things are all connected to the spine. And that, who knows? Uh, uh, Eric here with a comment. Do you feel more comfortable with an interior of Whitehair Patrick and Davis or Carter Whitehair Davis against the Packers week one? Davis is another a whole other can of worms here. Um, that's a really hard question, Eric. I think I would start with the first one, to be honest with you. Because you at least have the veterans in there. Let's not forget Justin Fields. I'm more... This is why these guys all have to play this weekend. I'm going with the second group, obviously. But that's still a huge projection. Like, Jatiri Carter, great training camp, but... Well, at what point do we have to go with what we're seeing? Lucas Patrick... When's the last time Lucas Patrick practiced? 
Yesterday. Okay, before yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> before yesterday. How uh, long has it, it been? It had been a while. I'm with It's been you. a while. You I'm know, at you. some point, these guys got to earn their keep. You know, I mean, Tyson Bajant is going to beat out P.J. Walker because he's earning it. These guys are, like, I, I want to reward people for the work they're putting in now. Yeah. The, the part about Eric's question, the second option with Carter this is still a young football team. This is an ascending football team. So I am, in an ideal scenario, I'm way more interested in a young guy getting an opportunity and showing that he can play and showing that the Bears can identify someone in the late rounds like they did with Braxton Jones than trying to squeeze whatever is left out of the lemon of Lucas Patrick and Cody Whitehair. That's more interesting to me. The problem with that is that they're in a, it's, you know, it's, it's not some wide receiver that you're developing. It's the dude that's protecting Justin Fields. So there's a high level of higher level of risk. Okay. And enough with the old line. Like okay. we don't know. And it's, we got, we got other positions to talk about quite frankly, because we could spend three hours just speculating on the offensive line. I'm following your leader. The Manchin. summary, the summary is it's a, it's once again, a few weeks out from the season and there's too many questions. You're too laid back about this. This is this it's season is going to be starting tomorrow and you with your level-headed perspective right now is something that I'm I No, it's not level-headed. It's I'm telling you this is a problem and it's annoying. Okay. That it's always a problem. Like right now, biggest concern on the entire roster. Offensive line. After they use a first-round pick on a guy. At least that guy's out there. At least he's out there, every, and Braxton Jones is out there. So, so yeah, no, I, I yeah, um, I, right. I want to push back on that, but I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that you're right. Look at Renetta changing her her emoji to Walter. Let's go. Okay, go uh, ahead. Other, a lot of people. I, by the way, we'll we'll get to it eventually. Or a lot of people are mentioning Tariq Cohen. Like that's all over the place. That he's and word out there today that he's trying to come back. Okay. I, I mean, I would work him out. Would you? Yeah, why not? Why? What's the? Why wouldn't you work him out? You need a punt returner. You work him out. It, he either is healthy or he's not. You find out in five seconds. If he is, you think about it, and if he's not, you you don't sign him. Why wouldn't you do that? I have no no pushback on that. Bring him in. <laughs> work him out. There's absolutely I, I just, no I, harm. I just I just don't. It's it's. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm very skeptical that he's really yeah, the exactly. same shifty guy that he was before. But he's still only 28 years old, I think. And we, you It'd know, be a great was, story. Was yeah. a dynamic he's, he's been through a lot. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to reserve any kind of criticism because he's my guy. I like Tariq. There's so. no criticism. It, it, there's but I'm just saying I'm with you on skeptic, like working him out. No harm, no foul. Right. Try that out. But I'm skeptical of how ready he actually yeah. is. But I'm going to leave it at that because I love Tariq. It would be cool to see him back in the league, but I just, even if he gets there, I just feel like to think he's the same shifty guy with the same quickness is hard to believe. I literally, in my mind, there's a loop going out of the two balls that he caught into that flip. It's one of the coolest videos oh, of yeah, all time. Oh, yeah, that was cool. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. All right. Um, well, we're going to bring in Nick here in a couple minutes um, from Hallis Hall for an update. They talked to some of the uh, defensive assistants, we'll, so we'll get there. So, um, And we'll circle back around to some of these other position battles. I was hoping to get through more than just the offensive line there in the first 20 minutes, but um, we will get through them all. 
but right now is an exciting moment because we got a new sponsor to welcome to the show. If you happen to be in the market for a new vehicle, we got some great news for you. Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Fox Lake. They have just joined the CHGO team. Way to go, Ray. Welcome, brother. Appreciate you. Uh, at Ray CDJR, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and find unforgettable savings. I was just over there on Saturday. I'm back in a Jeep. Very excited about it. And they're not kidding about the inventory. There's just lots and lots. Basically just taking over all of Fox Lake. It's great. Um, so no problem finding the vehicle you need right now. The Make This the Summer event is going on at Ray CDJR in Fox Lake, and you'll be able to take up to 20% off MSRP on select new 2023 Ram 1500 models. Um, yeah, but maybe you're thinking the interest rates might be too high right now. That's a real concern in the world. Um, that's not the case at Ray CDJR because now through August 31st, you You'll be able to get a limited time, 0% financing for 72 months on select new models. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle, then you have to check out the team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram because they are the only team we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit Ray CDJR only in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com today, serving the community since 1963. Good to have you on board, Ray. I might be visiting soon. It's my car is having some issues. All right, Lewis University... Might be a place that I might need to make a stop, too, because, uh, yes, they have students that could be just like you. You can have a full-time job. You can have a family. You can have the full-time sports fandom. Go back to school. Do it on your own terms. Earn that respected degree at Lewis University, 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville. You can attend class in person. You could do it online. You can do a combination, and you can get a degree in a zillion different areas that they have for grad programs and undergrad criminal justice data science computer science cybersecurity, business analytics there's technology programs aviation maintenance technology as well which um, i'm thinking about becoming a pilot i think it's a little bit too late but i'd love to go wouldn't you wouldn't you love to get on a plane and see me as your captain one day it's frightening is that a great that, thought that, honestly the only thing scarier then you singing any type of song would be the thought of walking on a plane and you being the pilot. Welcome, Hogue. All right, discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu forward slash you can do this. lewisu.edu forward slash you can do this. Again, great opportunities are criminal justice business analytics the undergrad grad the whole thing i love the people at lou let's sneak in a couple uh, super chats here before we get to nick yeah, uh, max Mark. yeah max is heading into uh he just put in the chat that he's heading into class so i wanted to read his super chat first he at was, lewis u it could be at lewis u i hope so be a smarter man if he did but he said he listens every day doesn't always get to listen live today he did huge fan Listen every day. Bear down for Max. Appreciate it, Max. Thanks so much. You can catch the rest of the show later on YouTube or uh, as a podcast, of course, always. But we appreciate those that are able to be here live. Bear down Omaha, $2 super chat. Bears haven't had a real center in over a decade. I mean, they've had decent ones, but, yeah, it's like it's – when I'm watching – 
I can't remember if this is on Twitter. I was watching the Giants game too. But when they talk about John Michael Schmitz, like already being locked down as like a 10-year center, already looks like that. It's got to hurt you deep, deep, and deep in, in, your, in your bowels. Well, look, if I'm going that hard on a gopher, you know it's real. <laughs> you know it's, it's very, real. It was very mature of you. Yeah. What's yeah. next? Duke? Can Duke we get Island. the Duke in here, please? 1999. The Duke! I need details on reporters getting in trouble. What if the Tev injury was just a sting operation to identify leaks in a counter-espionage operation? Maybe Tev is fine. Maybe they're just trying to identify Biggs' sources. Ooh. Smoke them out? I like uh, this, Duke. That's a smart idea. Sounds like something that would happen on Duke Island. Smoke them yeah. out. I got my eyes on Kevin Fishbane. I don't know anything about, to be honest. Usually I hear stuff about this. I don't, I, I don't know. I wish I could help Duke. Duke, just know that we're on the case here, brother. I'm going to figure out what we can uh, figure out and report back. Yeah. You want to finish him off or you want to uh, move going. on? Yes. Well, I wasn't asking you. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> I Gary like Ross. Gary with the super chat. Wow, Gary. Look at you, Gary. We love Gary, you, Gary. Gary. We should pay you, Gary. Uh, keep in mind you need a roster spot for Bajan to keep three quarterbacks and the old line might get sacrificed. Teams keep nine, but Bears might only keep eight. See, that's that. We're going to get into that here. Well, if they only keep three tight ends, they already gained a roster spot right there. Yeah. Well, also, I'm not worried about the last. I, I'm sorry. There's no one that sweats the last spot on the roster less than I do. I thought you were going to say there's nobody that sweats the last spot on the roster more than Gary. Well, he probably well, that's does. that's both. He's the opposite. But I am yeah. the exact opposite. Yeah. I guarantee you that 53 man, the 53rd man will change over under three and a half times between final cut down day and week one. But to what Gary's teeing up here, do you think they keep an extra offensive lineman because of how banged up their O-line is? And if so, yes, by the way, does to. that... I think they probably do. And then if so, does well, somebody like P.J. Walker or Deontay Foreman, who you mentioned yesterday, somebody of that, of that level and, and who you didn't think was going to get cut, perhaps is somebody that actually gets and, let go. And Hogue, after a day of kind of digesting the Tevin Jenkins news, you mentioned yesterday on, on yesterday's show that, that Tevin might just put, be put on IR and be out for the full four weeks. Are you still leaning more towards that or that he would be available sooner and they won't put him on IR? I mean, that totally depends on how many weeks he's actually supposed to miss. If he's going to miss two games, then you probably don't put him on IR. If he's going to miss three, then you have a decision to make. You just give him that extra week. If I had to bet right now, I think he's going on IR. But he's still got to be on the 53, man, as, unless he's going to be out for the year, which he's clearly not going to be. Right, right regardless... You got to keep him on the fifty-three man roster on that initial, that initial roster cut. Um, so, I was trying to look up. By the way, practice squad elevation rules. Anyone else having internet problems? That's just me. Not me. The story of my life. But I'm on my phone today. Story of your summer for sure. Basically, <laughs> no. My computer won't do anything. Essentially. Um, all right. You don't need a computer. It's all up there in that noggin of yours. See. 
What are you looking for? What's happening? Well, remember last year you could elevate two players from your practice squad every week. Okay. So that's just something to keep in mind, too, from a depth perspective. You don't necessarily have to keep the offensive lineman on your 53. Okay. But I don't. some of so, those rules were left over from COVID, though, so well, I don't where know. My, that's where my guy Lug could, could uh, make a resurgence, even though he didn't even get in the game on Saturday. I haven't heard. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Lug thing is. Did he not play? He didn't play. But I think the Lug, he didn't play at all? He didn't play. Ship has sailed on, on the Lug nut. Sources tell me the Bears love the lug. I mean, I was hesitant to ever bring it back up again to re-remind people that I was didn't, and didn't it, play. And if your internet doesn't work, Gary is in the chat to answer any questions that you need. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you could still elevate a guy. So that helps your depth. If you're short on offensive linemen on any given week because of injury, you can elevate a guy from the practice squad. Okay. So. Hashtag lug nut. Just keep that in mind, too. Dean right. Iceland, let's go. Um, sounded like Nick was trying to get in here, but well, remember he can't use video. Okay, so I don't know if he's there or not. We follow the rules here at CHGO. Yeah, but we put up videos and we take them down within 24 hours. That's what we do. I guess we'll just get into some of the other position battles yeah. at this point, which we should have done 25 minutes ago. Uh, QB two. So the point, the point of this exercise right now is we're a week away from cutdown day. There are some positions that feel like they're a little bit more up for grabs than others. But as we enter this week, I think we're still trying to figure out, is the backup quarterback, is the backup quarterback job really up for grabs? And I think for Tyson Bajant, one more good week, regardless of if he gets elevated to QB2, which I still find to be a little bit of a long shot, does he secure a roster spot? So I love this picture, by the way. If you look at it closely, Bajan's getting coached up. P.J. Walker is thinking about the fact that he went one for four and threw passes that were nowhere close to wide receivers. And Darnell Mooney is staring at P.J. Walker thinking, man, that wasn't great. See, I think he's staring at Bajan saying. He's definitely looking at P.J. <laughs> is that the GOAT? You think he's going, is that the go down Bajan? Maybe he's, he's singing in his head, secret he's got a to- Darnell Mooney has a total dead man walking look on his face. Well, and Fields is just looking at him. He's just what locked the hell in the tape. Ba- he's just looking at him. What the hell did Bajan just see? This guy's amazing. Let me, let me, let me. <laughs> what let me, can I learn from Bajan? Let me glean something from 17. Yeah. Okay. I don't get the debate, and I'm repeating myself now, but. You absolutely cannot, first of all, to the people that are saying that you can risk put, putting Beige into the practice squad and making him available, you cannot do that. I don't that, think that's happening. Yeah, I don't think it is either. So, but, but they're not But surprised they're, before on cut down day and will be surprised again. If, if they do that, I will be really disappointed, and I, but I don't think they will. So do you keep three or do you or I'm not afraid to keep three quarterbacks. That's how look look. I'm also not afraid to cut PJ Walker and eat two million dollars. Me neither. And that's why so part of the reason why we're having this conversation is I'm not sure that there's 
a player on this roster that has a bigger week ahead of him than PJ Walker. Because it's huge. I think it's, if he has even a halfway decent week, okay, he's still your backup. Fine, you feel a little bit better about it. But if he continues what we've seen, I don't know how. If you're Ryan Poles, Ian Cunningham, Jeff King, anyone else involved in this thing in the front office, Matt Eberflus in his voice, Luke Getze, Andrew Janoko, anybody who has an opinion on this, I, I don't know how any of them could go into cutdown day feeling great about their backup quarterback spot. And I would feel nervous if I'm P.J. Walker. So he's got a big week ahead of him. I don't th- even think he needs to do a ton to help himself. But he better play better at least a little bit. Do we have Nick? We have Nick. So we will talk to Nick right now. Just give me a second. I apologize. Just trying to get him in here. So here is the voice of Nick Moriano. Okay. Nick, you there? What's up, you guys? What's up, buddy? Good job, Rags. Well, kind of. Even though we've got say, a weird... We're just going to go with the blurry... It's a weird blur, but <laughs> it's not the best production I've ever seen. But I, I, I still... I, I still you got, I can hear his voice. We'll take it. Nick. All right. What did you learn? I know you guys had uh, defensive assistance. Uh, you're out close to the practice field right now. You're obviously not... Just so everyone's aware, Nick is not permitted to report anything from practice until practice is concluded. So we will abide by those rules. Um, but you can certainly talk about conversations you have with the defensive assistant coaches uh, before practice. So what would you learn? Yeah, so I, I primarily hung out around John Hope, the assistant, uh, you know, cornerbacks coach, passing game coordinator. And he was asked a lot about Tyreek Stevenson, you guys. And one of the things he talked about, um, or he was asked about, if, he, if Hope, if, when he looks at Tyreek Stevenson, he reminded him that he's coached in the past. And what he said, he's like, he's different because he's had guys that were physical, but they also didn't like to talk, right? And Tyreek Stevenson is a physical corner that likes to talk. He brought up Charles Peanut Tillman, but he's like, he didn't do much of the talking on the field. He was a physical guy, but didn't do a lot of talking on the field. But that's something that John Hokey really does like about Tyreek Stevenson. He likes his physical play, likes that he can talk and, you know, kind of back it up. But the big thing he said, and I'm sure we all agree with this, Bears fans included, he just can't have the penalties, right? He just cannot have the, you know, put his team in jeopardy because of his, you know, his, his talking or his physical play after the whistle like we saw in the preseason game against the Colts. But from what uh, John Hoke was talking about with Tyreek Stevenson, he is a different type of player, and he just really likes that he's gotten better each and every day. I thought it was, um, you know, noteworthy. He also said he's gotten better with situational football. So when you're going to see like these down and distances types of things where a corner has to be, whether it has to be disciplined in his technique and what he has to do, he said he's seen him get better in that. So it's good to hear that from the rookie cornerback who's obviously going to be a big part of this Bears defense moving forward. Nick, you missed softball yesterday. We won 15 to four, but just know that you were missed regardless. What did you get from the late practice yesterday afternoon? Obviously, we've been talking about the O line a bunch already, but uh, what was what was your number ta- number one takeaway from from the Monday? Well, from what I can actually share, because there you know we are limited in kind of saying what we we did, Steve. But I asked Khalil Herbert about the new offensive line change, 
uh, right? Because you also you had Cody Whitehair playing at left guard. You had Lucas Patrick at center, Nate Davis at right guard. And, you know, I, I just want to ask Will Herbert, like, does that do anything for you, knowing that does it change anything or how you have to approach things? And basically, Khalil Herbert said, no, it's business as usual. I trust all those guys that are back or in front of me and to do what, um, you know, needs to be accomplished. And honestly, he said, you know, there's times throughout a practice, he doesn't even know who's in front of him. He just kind of just runs the play as is and doesn't matter what number's uh, actually in the position that's, you know, blocking for him. He's still just going to be practice as usual. Nick, uh, um, is there any? Do you have any indication at all that the idea of white hair potentially being a guard would be due to the hand injury that could affect his snapping? A lot of people are asking that question because of what happened with Lucas Patrick last year. I think it's a fair question. Um, do you have any indication on that one at all? Well, I mean, I, I can tell you this. It was heavily wrapped. So there's no way Luke, uh, Cody Whitehair could have snapped even if he wanted to. So it is something to consider, and we'll, we'll see how, you know, obviously that hand progresses, and we'll see how it goes from there. But, like, even if he wanted to snap yesterday, you guys, there's no way he could have. It, was, it wasn't – I wouldn't say it was a club, but it definitely was heavily wrapped. None of his fingers were, you know, sticking out or anything. So there's no way he could have snapped even if he wanted to. Okay. That's interesting. That makes sense then. Okay. Sounds good. Is Lucas Patrick healthy, Nick, to your knowledge? Um, for the most part, I would say so. He's um he's practicing yesterday. So he, he looks he wasn't limited or anything by any means, but he, he does look like he's back out there healthy and, and practicing. Um all right, well we'll let you go, Nick. Any uh final thoughts or anything else that uh, we missed here? Yeah, so I asked uh, real quick, going back to John Hoke, I, I just asked him about Kyler Gordon and the camp he's had, the preseason game that he played against the Titans, just how he's looking. And he said he, he's doing well, he's a really good football player, has good instincts. Actually, John Hoke watched Kyler Gordon when he was in the Washington team and liked what he saw there, the athletic ability to be able to play in and out. But he said that for Kyler right now, he's just a lot more confident in what he's doing, disguising things at the line of scrimmage. You'll see him on nickel blitz, and he's good at disguising those, uh, how he plays with his technique. And he kept bringing up instincts with Kyler Gordon. And I asked John Hoke, can, can you teach instincts, or can that be taught, or do you just have that? And what John Hoke said, you can improve on them, but really it's just the player. It really is. So – they, the Bears look like they have the right player playing a very important position on this Bears defense, one where instincts are, are paramount. So um, with Kyler Gordon, that's maybe why you're seeing him having, you know, the, pre, the, the training camp and that preseason game. Hopefully we get to see him, uh, you know, this Sunday or this Saturday. But um, just need to get John Hoke's uh, observations on the second-year player, Kyler Gordon. Nick, sorry I missed this. Was Tyler Scott back at practice yesterday? He was. Yep, Tyler okay. Scott was back there practicing. All right, that's a good that's a good little uh, nugget and a good segue for us because I want to talk about these wide receivers here uh, as it stands on the 53-man roster. Nick, great stuff. We appreciate you. Uh, Nick will have everything else after practice. Matty Reflus talking. Make sure you're following him on Twitter, at Nicholas Moriano, and all the coverage will be up later at allchgo.com. Thanks, Nick. All right, you guys. See you. All right, there he is. Um, all right, so with Tyler Scott back in practice, let's talk about the wide receivers real quick here. Um, who's got a lot on the line? DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, 
Um, and then I think the next guy you feel 100% is safe would be Tyler Scott, even though he's been dealing with his injury, even though it's been somewhat of an up-and-down camp. But I just I don't see them cutting a fourth-round pick. Um, I don't think so either. Who hasn't been bad by any means. Um, so then it the, – I, and, I, and I have to say I still get the – the same sense with Valus Jones. Unless we're being duped here. I don't I th- think we are. I think they still think he's a great kick returner and can be involved in the offense. Um, so I go back to something I... I that's five wide receivers, then. And if you're going to keep six, I think you have to make a tough decision between Equinemius St. Brown and Dante Pettis. We are stuck in the the EQ versus Pettis battle once again. Pettis is going to win because of the punt return situation. And, and, I, and I'm not saying you're wrong. It just sucks that they're still in a position where they have to keep a guy essentially because he could just catch the punt, which is the same position they were in last year. Well, they did have they did keep seven wide receivers on their roster last year. So you're only get, keeping them with six this year. I mean, well, maybe have to have to keep seven. This one is to me is very unclear. I mean, EQ. If you're looking for, you absolutely know 100 percent what you're going to get. Maybe he sticks around again. Dante hasn't been healthy, and. He, so he hasn't flashed at all. But the EQ thing also, to me, depends on Chase Claypool. Because, to me, it's already a stretch to keep a wide receiver just because he can block. Huge stretch. Not and what you want to do. If Claypool's healthy, EQ's probably not even on the field that much. Unless they're going to be just literally subbing him in for rundowns. I don't think that... Uh, if, if it was me... I'm not keeping EQ, but I wouldn't keep EQ over Darius Fountain. I'd rather I'd rather I'd rather flow the fountain and see if he actually can burst, than roll with EQ where you absolutely know pretty solidly what his ceiling is. Right? There is no major upside that we're going to find with EQ, whereas. If you're doing things like keeping Tyler Scott and you're keeping Valus, you're you're hoping for somebody who's going to burst through and and give you some level of play that we haven't seen so far. So just stay consistent. And I don't know. I I just I don't I don't I don't get the Braggs, were you the one that called uh Fountain as the camp darling this year? No, I didn't. Who said that? Was that you? Are you fo- Someone I predict- just, no, I just said that there always is one. Yeah. And my, I thought my, my first candidates were Travis Bell and Micah Baskerville. Okay. And now Doris Foy finally got back to a wide receiver. Because it's always a wide receiver. Seems yeah. like every year. Now we finally made our way to Doris You could. Yeah, it, it's it's Fountain and Carm is fully. F- the Fountain's flowing for Carm. And he's flowed. There's no chance he makes the team. I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you. Okay. I'm. <laughs> Uh, Practice squad, I don't sure. Think, 
by the end of the season, the fountain might still be here, and, and the EQ and the Pettis might be in another land. There are some other options for punt returning. Simba Webster, Joe Reed. Joe Reed looks Joe Reed decent. had a really nice return um, in practice last week, and then he had a good return in the game. The problem is he fumbled the ball at the end. That wasn't good. So that wasn't great. It's um, this is why it's on this list. Another intriguing position. A lot on the line for the wide receivers uh, this week in camp. I mean, EQ's had. For the record, I like EQ. EQ's a good dude, uh, but he said, you know, a couple drops in training camp in games. I don't know. And this kind of punt return with wide receiver, I think they're kind of intertwined here for sure. But that's uh, and then defensive end. Another week here with defensive ends to uh, battle it out and um, we'll have to see with Rasheem Green, Travis Gibson Terrell Lewis I don't know how you don't keep Terrell Lewis at this point I think you have to Um, Terrell Lewis is on this roster my guy out would probably be Rasheem Green I think and good for Travis Gibson for doing what he's done in the games the last couple weeks I think the thing that the Bears have to evaluate is does that look any different if he's playing against starters in a regular season game? But Gibson's also been on the Bears special teams for a long time. Things like kick return. Um, so he's got some value there as well. Great. No, it's a big week for them as well. So those are the positions that were kind of keyed in this week with the cut down date exactly one week away. Got a couple other topics uh, that we want to get into before we get out of here. Um, oh, man, I had my Shady Rays all ready to go, and then I left them over there. Well, so. I did I did have the uh, punt return grab. I like this one because Hester's oh, getting pissed yeah. off at okay. Pettis and Velas here. Thanks for sh- – yeah. I we talked sh- about I that. I had to share it. Yeah, okay. Well, I, you did wide receivers. You didn't do punt return. And if I have any reason to bring in Devin Hester into our show, I'm going to do it. There it is. Because I love okay. him. There it with is. With all of my heart. Was Hester in your top 25? Which <laughs> I'm not sure we're supposed to He was number three. Okay. Yeah, he's number three. Number three overall. Move on to what about Kerry Wood? What Shady. about Kerry Wood? He didn't make the list. <laughs> Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company offering world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn durable frames extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures that's not all shady rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements if you lose or break your pair even on day one they told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked wear your shady rays with confidence they have your back long after you purchase Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact. And if for whatever reason you don't love your Shady Rays, which you will, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Exclusive our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code CHGO for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250. 50,000 people. And, and when you get your Shady Rays on, you certainly want to be enjoying some Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary, your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping. Listen, 
you want to get your cannabis game to the next level, dial up Sunnyside. Pick up their Mindy's. That's the best tasting gummy and chocolate edibles created by James Beard award-winning chef Mindy Siegel in the Cresco Labs. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Tastes good, feel good. Let's go. You know what I'm talking about, Greg Braggs. What about the remedy? Welcome to wellness-minded cannabis delivered in easy forms with precise doses. And the uh, the capsules right there for you, available in relief and rest benefits. We all need some rest. I know I do. Hey, through August, head to sunnyside.shop. Use the code CHGO25. And that's right, at checkout, you get 25% off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions. Don't worry about any of that. Just get in there, get yourself a big order, get 25% off. It's not only for new customers. Anyone can use the code. If you've been there before, didn't use a code, get right in there. Get yourself 25% off. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer or even the upcoming fall. Let's go. You do have to be 21 or older or an Illinois Med Card holder. Sunnyside.shop. Bang. All right, I am so excited about where we're going right now, so get there, Hogue. Okay. So there's an interesting report that came out yesterday, Crane Chicago Business, about a second team in town potentially looking at moving. Moving stadiums, looking for a new stadium. That is the Chicago White Sox. They have six years left on their lease, a guaranteed rate field. And, um, look, there's a couple things here. Uh, One... I've talked about this. I don't know about specifically on this show because this is a Bears show, but certainly in the past on radio or wherever I have. But I I have, I think, two of my hottest Chicago sports takes, one being probably my hottest that I've had for years, is that I am convinced that bef- sometime in my lifetime, the Chicago White Sox are going to be in a different city altogether. And when I bring that up, people are like, why? It's like, look at ownership. Look at how they are the second team in town. Look at how their fan base is, I don't know, seems like dwindling. Myself included to some extent with the way things have gone the last few years. Wouldn't shock me at all if they are, I don't think it's the most likely outcome, but I think that they, if you look at teams that have relocated whether it's football, whether like the Rams, whether it's the A's moving to Vegas, all these markets around baseball, there's team, there's other markets that want teams, and you start identifying which ones have ownership problems, which ones struggle to draw, how married they are uh, to their stadium, their current stadium situation, because stadiums always bring deadlines. The White Sox. I think are a candidate to move eventually. So how do you prevent that from happening? You got to come up with a stadium solution. And if you're six years away, you got to start getting on this stuff now, which is why this report did not shock me. And what the hell could their solution be? I don't know, but one of my other hottest sports takes, and I know Southsiders are not going to like this, but from, and I'm not even saying I like it because I do like the White Sox being on the south side. But from a business standpoint, I think that there is untapped potential for them moving to the suburbs and hitting a whole market of fans that find it to be a pain in the ass to get in the city to go see the Cubs, 
to go see the White cert, certainly White Sox fans. You make it more accessible, and you might even convert some fans that are just sort of on the fence that don't want to go into the city to go to Wrigley. Is there a barf bag anywhere around here? I'll, bar- all, I'll barf in it with thank you. Thank you. Just, just, just first of all, uh, I'll grant you that most of what you're saying makes some level, as usual with the stadium. Perhaps high there's level practicality, of and then there's right. I don't want the White Sox to lo- leave the city. Right. That's not what I want. So can I? Can, can I'm I, talking about from a me, business standpoint. Let me. Can I just fix this for everybody right now? Go. Yes. All right. Here we go. They never built guaranteed rate field, which was once Comiskey Park too, and was once the cell. The whole thing. They never built it right. Nope. The whole thing was done wrong. So finances be damned. Just get rid of it. Knock it to the ground. Done and done. And they never did Soldier Field right. As much as I want to fix that, that doesn't seem possible. The White Sox should never leave the south side, as you're talking about. Why can't we just build the most amazing complex for the two of them right there? Bang, bang. Right where they are. And... I want to do my own experiment. Let's put the White Sox, while that's going on, in Wrigley Field for however many years it takes, and let's see who draws more. Sox at Wrigley, Cubs at Wrigley. Figure out the finances. I'm sure Tom Ricketts would love to make some extra money. He's putting every concert in the world over there. So let's go. Now, I definitely need a barf bag. The White Sox at Wrigley. I think it would be amazing. Let's go. So Tell me that Sox, Sox, fans, so, Sox fans who complain about Wrigley all day, you think they wouldn't love to go to Wrigley Field for a year? and just Oh, God, this is so much better. Thank you. No, they would definitely not want to go to yeah. Wrigley. You know what I you don't just, buy it. Okay. There's, there's a comp for what you just brought up with another team in the same town renting from a different team that owns the stadium. And that is the Los Angeles Chargers playing right. at SoFi Stadium. And nobody goes to those games. When the Bears play the Chargers this year, there'll be like 80% Bears fans at that game. So That's completely different. It's not completely different, which is why if I have to pick an NFL franchise that could move again, it's the Chargers. I don't think that's viable there. And it's the same thing with the White Sox. You're telling – hold on a second. As a Sox fan. Yes. St. Ignatius grew up going to the old park with your dad pictures of four-year-old Adam Hogue. Eight-day-old Adam Hogue. Eight-day-old. You're telling me yeah. that if I told you you're going to get some sweet stadium built right there and that in order to do it, you're going to have to go watch the White Sox at Wrigley for two seasons. Oh, I thought you were saying permanently. I no. apologize. No, okay. no, no. Okay. No. I'm saying that they play there for two years. And every fan of both fan bases would say, hell no. You're, you're so wrong. You why are can't so they build wrong. it the same way they did before? Good they just build Lord. It next why do they have to go play at Wrigley for two years? Because it's going to take a time. to. You don't just build a stadium in five seconds. When they built the new stadium, they built it next to Old Comiskey. You want to drop all... In the parking lot. Because we, we're going to build a whole complex. Well, that's what I'm getting at here. If you're Kevin Warren yeah, and you're looking for help, whether it's location, whether it's just getting another team involved to help get the thing done, I have always said that 
one of the solutions here might be that the White Sox and Bears go in on a stadium together. That's what I'm doing on the south side. Let's go. Now, everybody stays in the city. Everyone's happy. Let's go. The problem is the Bears, and, and, and here's why I've changed this, because one, practically, football, baseball being played in the state, same we're going away from that. Doesn't work. Metrodome was dumb. It was awkward for baseball Just games. For, yeah. Also, Bears don't want to have a retractable roof. Doesn't make sense. Well, they'd, they'd be happy. They'd be happy to deal with some extra financing. Well, th- see, that's another thing. So maybe for those that do want the retractable roof, it, hundred percent agree. Not worth the money to have a retractable roof at a football stadium where it's open maybe three days a year. But if you have a baseball team playing there at the same time, where it's open most of the summer, then maybe that makes sense. And However, logistically, unless we're coming up with new technology, which is certainly possible, to make the seats all fit where it's not awkward and taking away from both experiences. Just get AI involved in this. They could figure out a stadium that humans couldn't figure out. Or if you have enough land. <laughs> if you have enough land, just build two stadiums next to each other. Well, that's how it is in Kansas that, City. That, that's, that's how the- it is in Philadelphia. That's the KC model. We're going to just build two stadiums. Let's go. And, and that's fine with me. And, heck, I don't know enough about the Arlington Heights stuff, but maybe they're worried about the, all these extra people living there and how it's going to affect the school districts. Well, instead of building up all the development, build a second stadium. I'm sure there is somebody somewhere talking about that possibility right now, which is also, look, Jerry Reinsdorf's no dummy. You can say what you want to say about him, but uh, – he understands business. He understands leverage. He underst- oh, well, he, I'm the, sure he's paying attention to what's going on out there. Yeah. The, the, the Jerry's selling the team. This is the other thing. The, there, there needs to be – this is all going to happen with a new buyer. So, so this gets to my other question. I mean, do you think the White Sox draw better in the suburbs compared to where they are now? I don't think they draw worse. That's I hate a good to way to that. answer it. And if you have new ownership – with the new stadium, even if they move out of the south side, I think that they – I mean, you know me. I can go on forever with this. Lower concession prices. There, there is a way to draw the casual or dying baseball fan. And I don't mean that literally, although I do think some of the White Sox fan base has died off, if we're being honest. They've moved away. They've died. And then there's people like me that never in a million years, even 10 years ago, I would have thought that I would be losing interest in baseball. And I am. And I think there's a lot of us. I think there are a lot of us. It would take a long time for the Sox to build up to what you think would be a better draw because the foundation of White Sox fans are loyal to the South side. And if they move out of the South side, that foundation will leave. You're not wrong, but what you're talking about is going like this. The diehards, it is shrinking. I'm telling you, it is. So you got to find the new fan. And that's the problem in all this, which is why I bring this whole thing round, round about full circle. It's not going to shock me if they end up playing in a different city. It almost happened when the new stadium was built. They were knocking on the door. They built a whole stadium in Tampa they, for the White Sox. That stadium the Rays plays, play in was built for the White Sox. Right, but they did that because Governor Thompson at the time told Jerry the only way you're going to get your stadium is if you threaten to move. He was never really going to move. 
But so they did the threat. Right. But 40 years later, it might happen. They ain't leaving. He'd have to sell the Bulls too. They wouldn't let they wouldn't let Michael Reinsdorf into the United Center. I, well, I refuse to consider them leaving, even though that's obviously going to be a discussion point. And clearly, one stadium for the two is unlikely. But but maybe this is your just, solution you're looking for. Maybe the White Sox are your savior to get your football stadium in the city. That's an excellent plan, actually. That's a better... That's I thought you were going to go there 15 minutes ago. That was a way better plan. All right, White <laughs> Sox, go wherever you want to go. Bears will take your land. Put it right there. You don't want to play on the south side? I got a team that will. Chicago, Bears, football, right there. Perfect. Right off the Dan Ryan. Couldn't be happier. Let's go. Well, other than losing the parking, isn't that land big enough for two stadiums? That's what I'm saying, too. They, I mean, they, I don't know where the hell you put the cars, but... We'll figure it out. Just build a huge structure to the moon. Park everybody in there. Braggs will be on parking detail. I mean, Ricketts bought up every building around there. Right. So why can't I mean, do we need that park over there? Just get rid of the park. I'm a big park guy, but the park, you know. I mean, I park my bike over there. Yeah. It's, yeah. It is, it is I, this is something worth paying attention to. That's for sure. Okay. Bears and socks together for the next 40 years. Just remember this conversation. I'm telling you. The Nashville White Sox. Get out of here. Well, the Nashville Sounds used to be their minor league That's team. great. Maybe have all the minor league White Sox teams you want in Nashville. No, they'll change the name. They and won't by be the, the way, White Sox. And by the way, to people like Greg Braggs who are out here trying to like celebrate the concept of the White Sox leaving town, you do not want that. You want the rivalry. No, I don't want the White Sox leaving town at Thank all. Thank you. And I don't want them leaving the south side. Okay. I, 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 it's certainly not to the suburbs. Now, if the Bears moved from the lakefront and you sold me on some kind of stadium right where the Bears stadium is, turned towards the skyline with the lake right there on the right, similar to how, like, the San Francisco Giants vibe is, you could sell me that that would be a huge home run for the White Sox. But moving out of the city, even moving to the lakefront would be really disrespectful to the foundation of Sox fans. But I could understand it being better for business on the lakefront more than being in the suburbs. The Carmel. Bears can move anywhere, and they're going to be right. big. The Car- Carmel loses mind if the White Sox end up building a new stadium at Soldier Field, but not the Bears. You could sign me up for that all day long. That'd be a sweet. That'd be awesome. Just we'll switch. You, you Sox, you can have the lakefront, and we'll take we'll take your spot. Let's go. Bears will go right there. Okay, I got no problem with that. I'm fine with that. You want to? You want to? <laughs> now small, we're cooking. You want a smaller area? Go ahead. Have the, you could have the sweet lakefront. Seriously. I mean, it, I mean we'll it's take, ne- it would never happen, but the Sox moving to the lakefront would be really good for business, really cool venue for a baseball stadium. You move the Bears where the White Sox are, and they're selling out like crazy. That area will be. I don't see how it's better for business to be on the lakefront. It's still a pain in the ass to get to. Well, we'll And fix it's that. farther away from the train. How, it's not gonna. You gotta don't gotta worry about traffic. There ain't no socks. You fans gotta be going. on the red line. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, see, there it is. They're all in the suburbs, baby. Listen, we saw the video that Bill Curtis talked about in the new transportation system that's gonna get everybody over there. We'll get your White Sox fans over there. White Sox in Naperville, they draw better. I guarantee it. I I'm not arguing that point. Uh, but going. you know you know you know what helps for drawing. Baseball's dying anyway. Win games. Baseball is not dying. It's not 
Baseball's never di- gonna die. Stop. The show is dying. <laughs> All right. That's not funny. Uh, I've, I've, <laughs> we've got is. how Hold many up. more Super Chats we got? Like four. Well, just a quick reminder. Become a diehard. We need you. We love you. You get so much for it. Uh, go to go to allchgo.com and live the dream by becoming a diehard. You get discount on all our merch, discount on all our events. We've got a sweet event coming up Friday with Cog Hill. Come out and golf. We're going to have the tailgates are going to be unbelievable. Uh, they Greg can't Bragg's, come to the golf outing anymore. Yeah, I understand the golf outing sold out, but but whatever. You yeah. get the point is we're gonna have a zillion more outings that you're gonna get discounts on. We're gonna hang out. You're gonna be in our Discord. We're gonna be doing our little Bears meetups during the season, which is gonna be awesome. It's a great way to support us, and you get a free T-shirt when you sign up. So you could go get yourself a brick by brick while those are still available. Are those still available? Still available. Brick by brick. Day by All chgo.com. Level up your fandom. Become a diehard. We greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it, and we give you the value back. Why does Gary think I hate him? Because you don't respond to Gary enough. <sighs> uh, me and Gary have a you know a three-hour conversation each day. You're you don't have time for Gary like I do. That's why Gary and I are best friends, and you're still looking for a best friend. That's true. <laughs> Gary. I do not hate you. I will get a text from him later today or a DM. How come Hoke hates me? And I've said a hundred times, he doesn't hate you. But I, by the way, he has been asking any news on Mongo, which uh, we're going to find out if Stephen Muggle gets in the Hall of Fame. And if Stephen Muggle no, does... No, I don't think we do find that out tonight. We find out if he's a finalist. There's another round. They're going to name possibly three so. finalists, and then it goes to final. I don't think they announced that until the Super Bowl, like always. No, I think they announced it tonight. Because this is like a different than the normal Hall of Fame. These are the, what's, Gary will correct us, but I'm pretty sure that this is like the. Is Hogue bursting everyone's bubble that we're not going to no, find out a Mongo they're definitely tonight? finding out. This is from Larry Mayer's story that he wrote July 27th, less than a month ago. What does that guy know? I'm kidding, Larry. Both selection committees will meet to discuss the semifinalists at length. The one that Mongo is in, the seniors committee will meet August 22nd today and may select up to three seniors for final consideration. Can you text I'm Larry? Just, I do not think this is a final thing tonight. Somebody call Hub. Get Joniak on the line. We're finding out tonight. You can't, we can't, Mongo can't wait, man. We got to get this done. <laughs> I'm serious. Well, I agree with you, and they should make an exception, but. He should have been in there already. He it's should ridiculous. be in there already. It's ridiculous. I actually meant to wear that shirt again today, even though I wore it Sunday, Saturday, whatever day that was. All right. It's so, I, I watched, because, uh, has anybody ever, you ever watched Tubi? I watched This Old Cub, which was, which was on there, on, on Ron you Sano. You too much time on your hands. I will fight you. <laughs> I'm Dude, going. I'm t- going to bed. I'm looking for a little peace for twenty for twelve minutes. Can I? Can I watch uh, this old cub? And then you know. No, you can't. Sano get gets super chats. Yeah. Sano gets in when he's when he's dead. Yes. Get Mongo in there today. Let's go. Two dollars super chat from Bear Down Omaha. Hogue told me last week the O line was fine. Dot dot dot. They are still fine. They're not good. I think I think an offensive line that is Braxton Jones, Cody Whitehair, Lucas Patrick, 
Nate Davis and Darnell Wright is fine. It's better than it was last year. Okay. Just now um, we're supposed to be. All right, Ben, Super Chat, 9989. Braggs is the GOAT, better than Hogue and Carmack Golf. Boom. Love you, Ben. Will Komet have more than 650 <laughs> receiving yards? Haven't heard much about him. Yes, he will. A lot of, a lot of good things in that statement. Would you like to actually put that comment on the screen or no? Oh, yeah, sure. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> he of was so excited about Super Chat yeah. they called him Somebody the best. Call he forgot to put than, it on the screen. Yeah, I did. But thank First you. of all, with all due respect to Ben, you must pronounce, you must spell the mansion's name correct. <laughs> he didn't spell my name correct either. <laughs> no, we had Bragg's. With one Actually, G. Ben, I take that back. As long as you got Carm right, I don't care what you do with Hogan Bragg's. G- good job. You know you can edit those too, right? Yeah, I know, but we don't have time. Uh, Bro Delicious, <laughs> I have hashtag Team Carm from day one, but as a musician, I may have to request a quiet please if we get full verse and chorus songs from Carm again. Choose your QB number, and you might get in the game. Uh, if you're not singing that, I don't know what you're doing with your life, to be honest. I've been singing it. I'm the ignoring last day. the singing. Uh, going back to the last super chat, 650 receiving yards for Cole Komet, I think, is doable. He had 612 two years ago. Chris, I'm going to be optimistic on 650, but it seems a little tall at this particular moment. Okay. Chris Pagaro, 499 super chat. I hope the Chargers go back to San Diego or somewhere else. San Diego is perfect. Thousand percent with you. They never should have left. The worst thing ever. And by the way, I'm not sitting here advocating the White Sox leave. The same thing would probably happen if they left. Everyone would be like, well, they should have never left Chicago. Anytime a team I'm leaves, just, it sucks. I'm, I'm just b- trying to come at you from the business standpoint. I'm bothered by the Colts. I'm bothered, I'm bothered, by, I'm bothered by all of it. I can't stand the Chargers. I, yourself. I can't. Well, fine. I can't stand the A's. Who's still mad about the Colts? Uh, me. <laughs> Any team that leaves. I'm, you know what? You want to really damn myself? I'm still pissed about the Dodgers. They should be in Brooklyn. This is about bullshit. God, you are old. Renetta, $5 super chat. My brother is a L.A. Chargers season ticket holder because his job got him tickets. He sales, s- sells most of them, but his heart is with the Bears, and I'm going to the Bears-Chargers game, I'm assuming. Is there you go. Renetta, on the road. Duke, four ninety nine super chat. I'll be Hogue's best friend. Me and the Duke. <laughs> I'm That's going a, to Duke Island. That's a and that's a good holdout by you to get the Steve, Duke. Steve put a funny comment in the chat. To be fair, Hogue hates everyone. It really don't. <laughs> Hogue's like Mr. Lovable. He's so sweet. Until you don't do something technically right, and then he's going he's gonna to kill you. <laughs> and then uh, the final one comment I had to bring up for Hogue was, this is CB. This is our infamous CB of the audio I played you that you found very... Humorous from our spaces, remember? Oh yeah, the guy told me to F off. Yeah, he's like I like this guy. Yeah. He's he's this is CB's in the chat giving you a shout out. Okay. That's not a shout out. Oh here here's a No disrespect to Hogue and nothing like that, man, but fuck Hogue. <laughs> We've gotta be able to do better than using your phone Well, I was gonna download it, but then I would have had to put it to like a video. That was good enough. This is the end of the show. It's already gone off the rails for 20 minutes, so might as well lean into it a little. Off the rails? Yeah. I the part had... where you said, let's move the socks to Wrigley, I think, is where I earmarked it going off the rails, but I digress. 
Just because you didn't like it doesn't. It's a terrible idea. It's like you guys have never met a Chicago sports fan in your life. Both Chicago sides of town would vehemently hate it. And you guys are like, this is a good idea. I know this town better than anybody knows this town. I am this town. And you will listen to me and, and, and open your eyes and ears at the possibilities of what I present. All right. I'm closing this show with a story that has nothing to do with sports. So Sunday I went and played basketball at the gym. And when I left, or I was leaving, basically about to leave the locker room, there's four, like, lounge chairs by the TV, okay? And there's a guy that's sound asleep in nothing but his towel. And something's playing on his phone. It's sitting on his chest. Like, maybe it was CHGO Bears podcast, for all I know. And he's just sound asleep there, listening to a podcast. Not with headphones, just blaring it off his phone, Okay. So I'm like, that's eh, odd. Go back today. Same guy sleeping there in his towel. Phone's gone, but same guy. I was wondering if he was dead. Maybe he'd just been laying there for two days. There's no, he was list, like, had the Carm song or CHGO, no. nothing? No. Just sleep in there. Uh, Do I need to be worried about him? Do we need to check on him? I, I am a guy that does go to the health club and falls asleep in a on a couch. So naked? Sure. Not naked. No towel. <laughs> we have clothes on. I'm not opposed to taking a nap here. I don't but, think I even go towel nap, to be honest. I don't think I do. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll take a couple of towels and put them as a headrest and take a little quick nappy. Okay, uh, we've right. got three more Super Chats we're going to get through quickly here. Um, this one is from four ninety nine from Duke. I'll buy the White Sox. I'll turn them into the Generals for the Cubs, who will be like the Globetrotters against them. Okay, well, regardless. Do we know that Duke can afford Duke, it. If, dude, if you want to buy that as, as an investment, please do. Put me in charge. There's 700 different ideas I have that would make that organization instantly better. Starting with the concessions. Yeah. Right. So Dylan, dollar ninety nine super chat, Dylan Prescott, Team Carm, Team Meatball Island. Thank you, Dylan. And okay. A, and then a five dollar super chat from Eric Bocanton. I can see why there are sponsors for weed and therapy on this show. Yes, it's necessary. When you threaten to go to Nashville. Anything can happen on the show. That was upsetting. But, hey, how many days till uh, September 10th? Too many. Can't wait. Um, oh. Speaking of football, we're almost there, guys. You've waited all year. The time has finally arrived. College football is back. It's week zero. It's week zero. So are the traditions, the tailgates, the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Um, kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, 
I know I will. Download the app now. Use code CHGO. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Uh, that's 467-369 West Virginia. Visit www.1800gambler.net in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.com terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. 19 days until the opener, Hoagie, just so you know. I thought that was yesterday. Bragg said 19 yesterday. 20 yesterday. Is it we the same both day? said 20 yesterday. I believe Games you. are played I'm on going... Sundays. It's Tuesday. We are 19 days away. Yes, 19. I'm going to enjoy every single one of them. Let's go. Uh, I had a ton of fun today. <laughs> Great to see you. We'll see you tomorrow. Noon. Um, special guest tomorrow, I think. And efforting the second special guest. We'll be back tomorrow. Noon right here. Mon- Mon- Mongo, Mongo, Mongo. Okay. Mongo. <laughs> Mongo. <laughs>